0: and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life.
1: You ready for the word? It's awful week. Say you ready for the word? And this is my Bible. Bible. It is the word of God God. and it is the will of God God. for my life. I am who the word says I am. am I'm I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the word says I am. Seated right now the heavenly realms, the place of authority, dominion, and power, I have what the Word says I have, all the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert, my spirit is receptive, so I'm taught the Word of God. My life has changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. again. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you have a Bible, we're actually going to start off in the book of James. And uh, we've been in this series a couple weeks now, taking action for a better tomorrow. I want to remind you that Faith Christian Center is a blessed congregation. This is our declaration over you, the devourers rebuke, the windows of heaven are opened up above you and the Lord our God is pouring out more upon you than you're even able to contain. Our thesis is that you can take charge of your life and you can change your life by taking action now for a better tomorrow. I love this C.S. Lewis quote, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. And we've been saying that faith is a starting point. Faith is the starting point. Faith is fundamental. Faith is essential. Faith is the foundation of a successful life once you get saved the most important thing you can study from the word of God is faith and the reason is because without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and you will not receive anything from God except by faith you can't receive from God by whining or crying or begging or pleading or genuflecting or hail and Mary or ra- rubbing beads or none of it. There's only one way to receive anything from the Lord, and that, that is by faith in God. But faith is the starting point. This morning, I want to give you 10 common traits of successful people, 10 common traits of successful people. You have no idea how blessed you are. Every every Sunday, it's like Zig Ziglar and Kenneth Hagin all rolled up into one. I mean, it's unbelievable. Tell your neighbor, you are spoiled. spoiled. Number one, positive thinking. Number one, positive thinking. Whether you're talking about a car salesman, doctors, home builders, plumbers, successful people tend to be positive thinkers. Almost without exception, successful people think positively. They think success, not failure. They are able to be positive regardless of how difficult the situation, which in turn allows them to rebound from obstacles and problems. In other words, their positive attitude allows them to determine their destiny. Pat Riley, a former NBA coach who led the Los Angeles Lakers to four titles in the 1980s, said his father taught him something that he had never forgotten. It's not what happens to you that's important. It's how you react to it. Successful people don't let negative people or negative environments throw them off track. Watch successful people and learn from them. Discipline yourself to think positively. Embrace the positive. Avoid the negative. Now, you know, Aaron Wood said a f- few months back after watching me for Couple, couple of three decades, that he thought this was one of the biggest ingredients in my life for success. I do not hang out with negative people. Amen. I just don't do it. Amen. You know, uh, when Ken Hagan Jr. was here, uh, people that I'd known from the past were here some of those evenings, and I was polite and I greeted them, but I, I just thank God when they left. You know, I thank God they didn't follow me over into the fellowship area and want to waste more of my time. Amen. Amen. So you're polite. Hey, how you doing, man? You bless them. God bless you. You know, you fudge the facts a little. Good seeing you. (laughs) And then you go eat. Amen. 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 I don't hang out with negative people. You cannot maintain a positive mental attitude hanging out with negative folk. Are you hearing me this morning? Tell your neighbor, embrace the positive. Avoid the negative. Tell the neighbor on the other side, embrace the positive. Avoid the negative. Although I did enjoy people from the past seeing what Sue and I had done and we had no debt on it. I kind of like that. Amen. You know, and that's part of how I got them to shuffle on out of here. I said, did you know we, we don't owe any man anything except the debt of love? And then, you know, they talk more and be negative. I said, did I tell you we don't owe any man anything except the debt of love? You know, you, you rehearse the blessings of the Lord. Pastor, I... You know, Thanksgiving's coming up. How can I just, you know, shed the negative and not be impolite? Just rehearse the blessings of God on your life, and they will flee from you as if in terror. Number two, goal setting. Number two, goal setting. Successful people set goals and then draw out specific plans to reach those goals. When Muhammad Ali was 13 years old and weighed only 115 pounds, He made up his mind that his one and only goal in life was to be heavyweight champion of the world. Number three, action. Number three, action. Goals mean nothing without corresponding action. Leaders and successful people are not only goal-oriented, they are also very action-oriented. Leaders and successful people are always on the move. Tell your neighbor, goals mean nothing without corresponding action. Tell the neighbor on the other side, goals mean nothing nothing without corresponding action. action. Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, visited Soul Price in San Diego, where he toured one of the first Price Club warehouses. That same night, when Walton got home to Arkansas, he had his architect stay up all night drafting plans for the first Sam's Club. Decision and action can and should be instantaneous and simultaneous corresponding action corresponding action corresponding action my 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 how God's people in my entire lifetime have ignored corresponding action corresponding action is biblical now we're going to go to James two fourteen, but I've got the Weymouth translation and they'll put it on the screens behind me James 2 14 Weymouth What good is it, my brothers? Let me say a word about James chapter 2. And let me say a word about Bapticostals. And let me say a word about Baptist people. And let me say a word about why people get irritated at me. Let's just roll it all up in one and throw it out there and see what happens. Tell your neighbor, today we just get one big grenade. All right, here it is. James 2 is a problem. James 2 is a problem for Baptist people. And you understand A lot of Baptist people then get filled with the Holy Spirit of God and they they go to what I call Baptist churches. They avoid faith churches. They avoid word of faith churches. Although I'm sure we got a bunch of Baptist people here this morning. Probably got a bunch of Baptist people watching all over. Here's the problem. The King James Bible. In James chapter 2, the King James Bible uses the word works over and over and over and over and over and over. And Baptist folk come out of the Anabaptist tradition, the Reformation. And one of the tenets of faith of the Reformation is sola scriptura. Another That means we're just going by the word of God. And another is we are saved by faith and not by works. And that is absolutely true because that's what Paul taught. Say it out loud. We are saved by faith faith. and not by works. works. All right. So the problem Baptist folk have even after they get baptized in the Holy Spirit the problem Baptist folk have with the word of faith message the problem is this. The King James Bible James chapter 2 uses the word works over and over and over and over. And so they just throw it out. Huh, well, that can't be right. That can't be right. Works, we're not saved by works. That can't be right. They just throw it out. And yet how many of them went to a a, a Baptist seminary and to get a master divinity degree at any Baptist seminary, you got to have two years of Greek. I know because I've done that. And so you would think, right, they might go to James chapter 2 and read what it says in the Greek, but they just react. This is why this, this message is a positive, motivational attitude message. And let me tell you what, a lot of God's people limit themselves, not their neighbor, they limit themselves because of their prejudices. And they don't want to hear something new or different. Now, I'm not talking about a boy can become a girl and a girl can become a boy. That's new and different, but, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something from the Bible maybe you weren't taught. Because just because you weren't taught it doesn't mean it's not true or right. You just weren't taught it. Am I helping anybody? And then also we know from the opening of James that James, the book of James wasn't written to sinners. It was written to believers. So why would he ta- be talking about what he's talking about in chapter 2 if it weren't important? Amen. And then also I like James. I, I guess that's a prejudice. I like James because he was the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, which is sure a lot of work going on for that perpetual virgin Mary. I'll tell you that right now. And because, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, Right and so he was the half brother of the Lord Jesus Christ and he was not a believer none of them were because I know your brother may act like he's the Lord Jesus Christ but it would be a hard thing right, right? it would be a hard thing in the natural to acknowledge your brother's the Lord Jesus Christ I mean that would be hard so I don't hold that against him but the resurrection changed everything And James not only got saved, but he became an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he not only became an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, he served as a pastor in a local church. So what better background could a guy have? And then he's right there in the middle of all of it, and people like Peter and Paul are coming and reporting to him, I mean he's smack dab in the middle of the way this new thing that they began to call Christianity in Antioch and he writes this one little book and yet people just throw it out because of the King James version works. And to me it's just a I mean I think in my entire lifetime this is one of the saddest things I've ever seen this aversion to action among God's people you know I'm just a preacher and Wednesday night I brought a $65,000 tithe to cover three weeks And, and that's just on investments
0: and
1: so I look Yesterday, I'm behind again, you know, from Wednesday. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, and, you know, you got people, well, I just don't know if I can tithe on this little itty-bitty bit. You know, I got, I can't tithe on this. And and their tithe would be like, you know, lint. You could pull out of your belly button. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if I could part with this, you know. I mean, you know. And, And, you know, you think I'm blessed. But Pastor Sue and Vicky Gonzalez are doing research for the next ladies' retreat, and they're, it's almost cruel, you know? I mean, man, I come down here Wednesday night, and I give a $65,000 tithe, and I think, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just coming up a little. And then they're texting me pictures of Michael Dell's lake house on, on Lake Travis, and they're texting me pictures Of Elon Musk. Lake House on Lake Travis. And I thought. (laughs) Such a worm as I. (laughs) But ain't nothing going to happen. 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 Until you take action. You can believe God. till the cows come home. But ain't nothing going to happen. Until you take action. It was only 1989. We didn't have anything, hardly outside of retirement accounts. We didn't have anything. And the Lord spoke to me. And the Lord says, son, you don't ever have any money because you never save any money. And he said, you save something every every seven days, even if it's $5. So he said, both at home and in the ministry. And I started doing it. I started doing it. I started doing it. Somebody asked me the other day, he said, do you ever feel like when you're speaking, nobody's listening? And I said, all the time, (laughs) you know, all the time. You know, you got to start. All right, enough of my sales pitch. James 2 from Weymouth, Weymouth, verse 14. What good is it, my brethren, if a man professes to have faith, yet his actions do not correspond? See, in other words, it's the word works that sabotages Baptist folk. So don't even go there with Baptists in the King James Bible. Find something else. What good is it, my brethren, if a man professes to have faith and yet his actions do not correspond? Can such faith save him? Suppose a Christian brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks daily food and one of you says to them, I wish you well. Keep yourselves warm and well-fed, and yet you do not give them what they need. What is the use of that? So also faith, if it is unaccompanied by obedience... "...has no life in it so long as it stands alone." Nay, someone will say, "...you have faith, I have actions. Prove to me your faith apart from corresponding actions." And that is where Kenneth Hagin got the phrase, and that's where we got the phrase, and that's where it comes from. Weymouth's translation of James chapter 2, "...corresponding actions." You have faith, I have actions. Prove to me your faith apart from corresponding actions. Then I will prove mine to you by my actions." You believe that God is one, and you are quite right. Evil spirits also believe this and shudder, but idle boaster, are you willing to be taught how it is that faith apart from obedience is worthless? Say it out loud. Faith Faith, apart from obedience obedience is worthless. Say it again. Faith apart from obedience is worthless. Say it again. Faith apart from obedience obedience, is worthless take the case of Abraham our forefather was it or was it not because of his actions that he was declared to be righteous as the result of his having offered up his son Isaac upon the altar you notice that his faith was cooperating with his actions and I love that his faith was cooperating with his actions and that by his actions his faith was perfected by his actions his faith was perfected you go to Hebrews 11 the Faith Hall of Fame, and it's it's, a, it's just a record of what they did. Noah did this, Moses did that, Abraham did this over here. That's all. How did God know that they had faith? How did God know they believed God? By what they did. And, you know, I know people uh, mock us and criticize us, you know, name it claim it, blab it, grab it. But there's some truth in that because a lot of people doing the naming and the claiming and the blabbing and the grabbing ain't got two nickels to rub together. One guy, listen to me, one guy, one guy turned this last election and now we know how he did it because it all came out. One guy, one billionaire, took a half a billion dollars and he spread it around totally absolutely illegal but you know i know everybody knows ain't nothing going to happen took a half a billion dollars spread it out among black churches to pay people to go vote that's how they did it and yet god's people god's people i don't want to hear that i don't want to hear that I can't give my, I can't give my, I can't give you. See, if, if what you believe and what you've been doing works so good, well, how come you aren't further ahead? And I'm just a preacher. And you know, I, I got reconnected in May to a friend of mine from high school who's entered the ministry when I did. And I'm not judging him. I don't judge people. And he has made his way home building. That's how he made his way. That's how he put his four boys through college. Uh, That's how he did what he did in his life. But I I haven't done that. I have focused on the ministry. I don't have any side businesses. I I got nothing on the side. I don't, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, Working the second shift at Albertsons, I'm not, I'm not building homes, you know, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm focused on what I'm doing right here, right now, totally. But I obey what God told me to do, you know, save money. And then once I started saving money and what, you know, I, I ignored it until it crossed $100,000 and then I told Sue, so I better pay attention to this. And then I got to studying it and I, you know, I like it. It's a hobby. Amen. Tell your neighbor, pastor's hobby is making money. amen Amen. and now the Lord's laughing at me he's been laughing at me all week because there's nothing left to buy you know in the old days if I had a $65,000 tithe you know I'd go buy me a Porsche or Ferrari or you know whatever but you know there's nothing left to buy and the Lord's coming and then I, I read just this week it wasn't just Jesus Paul talked about sending treasure up ahead what if Here's a what if. What if the Lord made you live one million years on a hundredfold of your lifetime giving? What if the Lord, in other words, your mansion? Because everybody thinks, see, everybody thinks God's a commie, and it's going to be a string of McMansions. Everybody's going to live in the exact same deal. It's not going to be a... D.R. Horton neighborhood friends (laughs) you know they're all going to look alike which one's mine which one's mine you know every time you come home from the temple of God which one's mine which one's mine you're going to know but what if what if the Lord Lord made his children live one million years or forever in the equivalent of a hundred times what they had sent up would you be okay Or would you be living down by the creek, drinking branch water and eating wild onions? Would you be having a camp out? Now, now the Lord's reminding me, you know, from the writings of Moses, that giving is proportional. And then we see that in the life of Jesus. There's only one time Jesus commended anybody's giving, and it was when the widow gave two mites. See, in other words, instead of doing this with belly button lint, you know, she took the two mites, the two copper coins, and she put it in the offering. And it's the only time in the word of God Jesus commended somebody's giving. And Moses, he gets this from Moses because Moses says to give in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. And don't go out of here and misrepresent anything I'm saying because we have taught forever that you have to start where you are you cannot right. you cannot start giving at the next guy's level you can only start giving where you're at Amen. and it is it's not magic tell your neighbor it's not magic Amen. don't 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 misrepresent me it's not magic faith operates by the laws of seed time and harvest It's sowing and reaping so there's lag time there's lag time and I think part of it is the wisdom and the genius of God because, let's face it, you know, I'm 65. How many ways am I, would I be tempted to get messed up? But if God had blessed me like this when I was 35, well, there would have been some temptations. Come on,
0: come
1: on. And I told my wife the other, and my son the other day, I think I, now I see the wisdom of God. You get all this figured out and you die. <laughs> That's the way it works. <laughs> Amen. I'll know everything and then... <laughs> That'll be it. (laughs) But I don't care because, I mean, I'm living for him. I mean, pedal to the metal, living for him. Amen. 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 And the crazy thing is I just can't, I mean, I'm a faith guy and I can't believe how God's blessing us. We, we did a, a million dollar plus. It started out with a piece of broken tile. And before we knew it, we spent a million bucks refreshing this whole place. And, 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 and we, we could as, try as hard as we could. We couldn't run this thing in the red. And we thought, well, shoot, you know, let's, let's spend more and see. And so we poured concrete out there and we put up those scoreboards. And, you know, we, then we, we thought, well, we don't want the people being muddy, so we spent $32,000 on SOT. I mean, you know, and we just couldn't go in the red. It's amazing. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord. I want to talk you into the blessing of the Lord. Haven't you, haven't you done without long enough? Amen. I said, haven't you done without long enough? Amen. Somebody might say, well, you're so blessed, you know, you ought to give some of that away. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we're doing. But we're not giving it to your brother-in-law because you giving money to your brother-in-law, that has never motivated him to go to work. No, we're, we're, we're putting it into the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Picking back up in verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed God and his faith was placed to his credit as righteousness and he received the name of God's friend. You all see that it is because of actions that a man is pronounced righteous and not simply because of faith. In the same way also was not the notorious sinner Rahab declared to be righteous because of her actions when she welcomed the spies and hurriedly helped them to escape another way. For just as the human body without a spirit is lifeless, so faith is lifeless if it is unaccompanied by by obedience. So in the Weymouth translation of James two, the word the word works is not in there at all. It's actions or its obedience. Say it out loud. Corresponding action. Corresponding action. 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 Success in life is is all about about corresponding action. action. Say it again. Corresponding action. action. Corresponding action, success in life life. is all about corresponding corresponding action. action. Now, saving money is just one thing. You know, I took Austin once. We were just running errands and I think I was in a Porsche convertible that day and we pull up to this hair salon. I just had to get some whatever. I don't know gel, hairspray, whatever. I go in there and this young chick starts hitting on me, and so we get back in the car. And I said, Now, Austin, you realize it's not me; it's the car." See, so corresponding action. You want to live a you want to live a long well. Some of you, because of the women you're married to, let me just say it the way I started out. You want to live a long life? Uh, well, don't be doing that.
0: That's <laughs> right
1: but let me let me say it the way i started my intent was to say it you want to live a long prosperous blessed life well you just can't be you can't be just be doing whatever you feel you know this body you do realize this body never got saved that's right tell your neighbor your body's not saved no you got it that's why romans 12:1 says you got to do something with your body and your mind wasn't saved that's why romans 12 2 says you got to do something with your mind See Corresponding actions, see if I want to live a long life and be blessed well i can't be parting with half my net worth every five years, right. Right. Amen. or how about this changing jobs every six months Amen. or or how about this buying a new car every every six months? Amen. See in other words, I need to I need to, I need to deti- decide where I'm headed and then I've got to apply my faith to where I'm headed, but then I've got to have my actions lined up and moving in the same directions and, and the, the actions of my life need to correspond with what I say with my mouth I'm believing God for. Because a lot of people, they're, they're believing God for one thing, but their actions are actually working at counter purposes to their faith. number four curiosity successful people never stop learning one-third of high school graduates never read another book for the rest of their lives 42 percent of college graduates never read another book for the rest of their lives Now, to put these statistics into perspective, 40% of all Americans pay no federal income taxes at all. And 42% of all children now in America are born out of wedlock. See a pattern? Curiosity, learning is directly related to success and productivity in life. Almost all successful people in every arena of life are avid readers. Moms, this is where you can greatly contribute to the future success of your children. You ought to read the story of Ben Carson. Ben Carson, grew up in Chicago. Ben Carson, his mother forced him to read. Successful people, high-wage earners, typically develop a love for reading in their elementary school years. Successful people are avid readers. Since most people don't read much, readers tend to become the leaders in their field. Tell your neighbor, readers tend to become leaders. Say it again, readers tend to become leaders. John Wooden, who coached UCLA to 10 college basketball championships, said, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. Number five, persistence. Gloria Copeland used to say, you cannot be a person of faith and be a lazy person. Another quote of hers is, God does not bless lazy Christians. And she also used to love to say, diligence brings increase. Leaders treat success like a marathon, and not like a sprint race. So if I have a bad week, a bad month, a bad quarter, even a bad year, I don't, I, don't, I don't get bummed out about it. I don't quit. I don't throw in the towel. I don't start drinking or do drugs because I have that positive mental attitude we talked about, but then I mix that together with persistence. Successful people don't allow themselves to get discouraged. Successful people never give up. Tell your neighbor, don't get discouraged and never give up. Tell the neighbor on the other side, don't get discouraged and never give up. The Beatles were turned down by every record company in England before their success. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school varsity basketball team. Albert Einstein made an F in math. John Wooden coached at UCLA for 13 years before he won a national championship, and then he went on to win 10. Thomas Edison once said many of life's failures are people who didn't realize how close they were to success when they gave up. People who believe in themselves do not give up. They don't give up on others, and they don't give up on themselves. Tell your neighbor again, don't get discouraged and never give up. Number six, thinkers. Oh, my gosh. What has happened to critical thinking skills? they let it slip this past week out of the state of Illinois. Most of this data is coming from Israel, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Wales, but some way, somehow. Now, two weeks ago, the CDC director, the former CDC director, Redfield, who now is the chief medical officer for the state of Maryland, let it slip this 60% of the COVID dead that week or month had been double-vaxxed. This past week, the state of Illinois let it slip. I'm sure they don't want this out there. 77.7% of the COVID seriously hospitalized have been double-vaxxed, and 60% of the COVID dead in the state of Illinois are double-vaxxed. Now, I don't know that you can make this confession, but I'm going to make it right here, right now. I got brains. So if they want me to take something that has no long-term studies and in two different states, 60% of the dead have had it twice, I'm not even going to finish my sentence because y'all do what you want to do. Those hillbillies from Tennessee, I'll tell you what though, they didn't raise a fool. Critical thinking, baby. Critical thinking, critical thinking, critical thinking. that's the reason why the whole Metroplex is not here this morning. Because they're going by prejudices, they're going by opinion, they're going by all kinds of stuff except critical thinking because anybody with critical thinking skills would be here. Because my father-in-law lived his entire life unsaved till the night before he died and he told me once, he said, son, I don't understand what you teach at all. But he said, I see that it works. But see, most people can't be that honest. They or they don't have the critical thinking skills. Well, you know, he getting all the money. That's how come he got those ties. Is that right? Well, the land has no debt on it. The building has no debt on it. The sports fields have no debt on it. Uh, All that we did this year, there's no debt on it. So how can I be getting all the money? Hallelujah. There's no debt on any of it. You don't believe me? Go down to the courthouse and check. There's no lien on this property. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're so blessed. It's ridiculous. It's offensive. The devil's offended. Amen? Amen? And if you're offended, well, you're right there with the devil. He doesn't like it either. Curiosity. Curiosity. See, in other words, successful people are curious. You don't just watch MSNBC and, and, and take it as the gospel. You read. Curiosity. Curiosity. Successful people are also people who analyze themselves, their successes and what led to those successes and their failures and what led to those failures. Successful people analyze their results so that in the future they can repeat what worked and avoid what didn't work. Successful people put ego aside to carefully learn from their mistakes in order to improve their chances for the future. Tell your neighbor, learning from your mistakes increases your chances in the future tell the neighbor on the other side learning from your mistakes increases your chances in the future number seven focus number seven focus successful people know how to focus they said and listen 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 if you never heard one thing this morning you listen looking at screens handling electronic devices diminishes attention span. When you allow your children to handle electronic devices, I'm not talking about giving them an iPad to keep them quiet in the car. I'm talking about their own. You are limiting their potential in life. There's only two things they have ever proven increase a child's IQ. Only two things they have ever proven have increased a child's IQ. One is learning multiple languages early in life, and the other is classical music. So if you let your children listen to rap, their IQ is going to go down, not up. And they're probably going to grow up to be criminals and end up in prison. And don't be judging me, because I'll stand out there and ask you where your children are.
0: All right. Come on. Come on. Yes, Come on.
1: Successful people know how to focus. They set goals. They focus on those goals. Stop laughing, Austin. And they carry through, <laughs> and they carry through on those goals. In other words, they take action toward those goals. Say it out loud, focus. From improving their personal appearance to bettering themselves on the job to saving money, successful people are people who know how to discipline themselves to focus on the task at hand. Successful people don't allow other people or things or adverse circumstances to distract them from their goals. With regard to any goal, Henry Ford once said that a person ought to think of it by day and dream of it by night. Tell your neighbor, focus on the task at hand. Tell the neighbor on the other side, focus on the task at hand. hand. Number eight, I'm almost done. Number eight, innovation. Successful people constantly look for different and better ways of doing things. They are also oftentimes criticized for being innovative. The head of Western Union had an opportunity to innovate when Alexander Graham Bell offered to sell a part interest in his new invention, the telephone. To Western Union, the man turned bell down with a comment: "What would we do with an interesting toy like that?" Sam Walton used to encourage his. I mean, every time I'm up there with Derek and Christina, I just can't imagine. I just can't get my mind around Peppa Pig. I mean, it's just the most amazing thing in the world. You know, my 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 granddaughter Riley is so hilarious. She she talks in a British accent. Ham is ham and help is help and but who would have ever thought that all you got to do is slap a british accent on pigs and you'd get rich <laughs> it's the craziest thing in the world innovation Amen. innovation don't do every, don't just think you got to do it the way it's always been done Amen. innovation Think outside the box. You don't have to do it the way it's always been done. Sam Walton used to encourage his management team to swim upstream, go the other way, ignore conventional wisdom. If everyone is doing it one way, there's a good chance you can find your niche by going in exactly the opposite direction. What do you think I'm doing right here? If you're a guest, you've never heard anything like this in your entire life. I mean, I, I'm not wearing sweats. I don't have spiky hair. I don't have the cool braided leather wristband. I don't look like, you know, a hippie. And then, I, I mean, it's the word of God. How, what am I doing here? I mean, I'm, I'm like the ultimate innovator. I'm just going upstream and I found my niche. amen Amen. and we're open and we're surviving Amen. Amen. amen number nine effective communication successful people are effective communicators if you are constantly getting into strife with others if your marriage is constantly being rocked by strife you need to work on your communication skills number 10 integrity Successful people are people of integrity. You can get ahead for a while cheating people, but to get ahead and stay ahead requires living a life of integrity. One of the first Proverbs I ever memorized was Proverbs ten nine: The man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. Tell your neighbor, the man, who, of, the man, who, the man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. Tell the neighbor on the other side, the man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. And they might not find out today. You might skate today. They may not find out this week. You may skate this week. They may not find out this month. You may skate this month. But then you're going to be found out. And a man is his word, and a man is no better than his word. And once they find out that you stole money, once they find out that you lied, once they find out, then you're going to be finished. That's right. And inside a marriage, you can win trust back, but it's going to take a long time. Right. You know, Sue's watching, and I'm sure she'll think this is a crack-up. Sue always thought she was in charge anyway. Well, I never wanted to give her any more leverage over me. Right. You, you know, I don't want to spend five years winning back trust. So, you know, just don't mess up. You're going to be found out. Well, pastor, what do I do? When you go to work tomorrow morning, fly right. Right. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't take advantage of people. Amen. 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 Repent. And do what's right. The man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. See, you can take charge of your life and you can change your life. And by by taking action today and by making adjustments today, maybe by repenting today, by changing what you're doing today, you set yourself up for a better tomorrow. Everybody wants magic. Everybody wants something to happen. And it's worse now in 2021 than ever in my lifetime because everybody wants something for nothing doesn't work like that no we have to take charge of our lives and you know all these years all these years all these years people have ignored this right here I need to look up the copyright date 80-10-10 if if we had been doing 80-10-10 if everybody in the church had been doing 80-10-10 the mandate wouldn't matter which there is no mandate that was all a canard that was all a ruse. That's right. Because they knew if they, if they did an executive order, somebody would march them right out in the courthouse, get it overturned. So they just said they did. Everybody believed they did. Now we know that they didn't. There was no executive order. That's right. But if we'd been doing 80-10-10, see, in other words, it's just really hard to threaten the man who's got some coin. Because he can just say, you know, bye. But when we live on the edge, when, when everything is about this week, when, when we live only for this 24 hours, when we live only for this seven days, when we, when we don't obey the book of Proverbs, when we don't save money, when we don't invest money, we're living on the edge all the time. And that's where man can get the upper hand over us. It's an astounding number. If I remember right, 75% of everybody in the United States of America doesn't even have $10,000. So they can push people around. And God will damn you to hell. At climate change conference this past week, did you see? Did you see that airport full full of private jets? Full of private jets, no vax mandate. Nobody wearing a mask. You know the president meets with the pope between them. They must be a thousand years old, <laughs> and nobody's wearing a mask. But they, but they in some states they've got your children, your little babies, your little sweet darlings wearing masks. They have that climate change conference. You know, Bill Gates, he's, now he, he looks like a fat woman now. But, uh, you know, uh, they have that climate change conference. They all fly their private jets. No vax mandates, but California's got a vax mandate for children. But the doers of the word. Now, we can't go back in time. See, I don't have a time machine. I can't take you back 20 years. But the people that have been doing the word of God, They can say, oh, thank you. People in California, we're picking up students at St. Paul's from people from California. We picked up a school teacher from California because they're not all ungodly out there. There are some actual believers in California. And you know what they're saying? The ones that have the ability? No, thank you. And they sell their house and then they move to a free state. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God that we just happen to be in a free state. Hallelujah. Now, I blame all of this message on Sue being out of town because my governor was not here. My, you know, to throttle me back. So this was like Dr. Gene completely off the chain. And uh, with no governor switch at all whatsoever. But I love you, and I don't want to see you be anybody's slave. I love you, and I want to see you blessed all the days of your life. Hallelujah. So I gave you a 10, what do I call it? 10 common traits of successful people. Amen. 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 So nothing's new. Amen. These are common traits of successful people so you can just start. Amen. 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 And there's no, there's no magic to it. It, can't, it won't happen in 48 hours. And I, somebody might say, Pastor, if you believe the Lord's coming, isn't this an odd message? The truth is no one knows the time Amen. or hour. So we live in two worlds simultaneous. I'm ready to go right now. You have no idea. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, I'm ready to go right now. But on the other hand, I have got to live as though I will spend the rest of my natural days on this planet. Amen. Amen. I got I to do both at once. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child to receive your free copy call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at remember to put god first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you and don't forget you walk by faith not by sight